Presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're here with our man, Achilles Rain. Achilles, are you ready to get in to the NFL playoffs? It is here. No more bad games. No more terrible teams. Just the elite of the elite. Well, you do have to include the uh, AFC East in there, so... Uh, there might be a few bad ones here and there. There might be a couple in there, but uh, they at least have a uh, NFC East defense. So uh, the defense is playoff worthy. I will give it that. Oh yeah, definitely. They're definitely up there. All right. So merging into that, uh, we touched on Doug Peterson on our Tuesday show. Uh, this story won't die about uh, the Eagles supposedly uh, tanking the game putting in Nate Sudfeld, uh, going for uh, a touchdown instead of kicking a field goal to tie it, blah, 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 blah. The Giants and Joe Judge uh, went into complainy mode about it, and uh, I don't know. The story won't die. I have actually no thoughts. I Watching the game, I didn't think the Eagles were taking the game. I, I just think Doug Peterson is that bad a coach and uh, that dumb to go for a touchdown when he could have had a field goal to die. And he probably watched Jalen Hurts throw and was like, hey, Nate can throw it better. He can get us back in it. So uh, I don't know. What do you make of this situation? Well, for those of, for those of you that uh, don't know, uh, the whole controversy stems from, I believe it was uh, running, uh, Philadelphia's running back uh, Sanders who uh, I think he tweeted out or he said uh, something along the lines of uh, the team and the locker room wasn't happy about the decision to bench uh, Hertz over uh, for Sudfeld. And um, a lot of people then started speculating that Philadelphia basically tanked that game on purpose uh, for either a draft pick or to make sure that uh, New York didn't make it into the playoffs. Uh, you know, I, I just have a couple of thoughts uh, on the subject uh, for one. You know, I think that the loss uh, to Washington by Philadelphia basically, uh, you know, it, it took the, uh, the Giants playoff spot uh, or their opportunity to make it into the playoffs. But I don't think that New York should really be dependent on anybody to get them into the playoffs, uh, uh, you know, besides themselves. I think that's where they made the big mistake. You put yourself in that situation. Uh, so I don't understand why people are up in arms about it. You know, uh, to me personally, if my team is playing week 17, and there's absolutely nothing to gain from winning. And there's actually an implication as far as draft positioning goes. I'm perfectly fine with my team tanking because ultimately, you know, it's about your team and improving your team in the long term. It's not about, you know, oh, we got to do this. And I know that it's going to come up a lot, uh, the whole competitive spirit thing and the uh, the integrity of the game. I understand all that. I, I understand where people are coming from with that argument, but Ultimately, it's about my team improving. I could care less about the other teams, especially a divisional opponent team whom we have to play twice a season. So uh, I'm not too worried about it. I think that it's not much of a story. I just think it's teams that uh, couldn't do much and stay relevant for the postseason trying to stay relevant. Yeah, I, I think you made the best point there. Uh, the Giants are complaining. They finished 6-10. and 10. You, you know what you don't get to do? 
Complain about not making the playoffs when you're six and 10. How about don't start out 0 and 5? How about beat the Bears? How about beat said Eagles? How about beat the Cowboys? You had plenty of opportunities to, you know, make yourself better. You don't get to complain about not making the playoffs when you're six and 10. Now, you know, if they're 11 and 5, I can maybe make an argument for something like this, but you're six and 10. Silence. Go make your draft pick and uh, be quiet. I'm sorry. I thought I had my mic muted there. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to send you a text. (laughs) No, yeah. I was just basically saying that you know, it's if, okay. It's not like this was live or anything. Oh yeah, I know. Right. It only <laughs> says live, only says live on Facebook, but uh, yeah, no, basically all I said was that if I'm a Philadelphia Eagles uh, fan, I'm just saying, you know, we got a better draft position because of it. If I'm a Giants fan, I'm just moving on and getting ready for the draft. There's no reason to uh, drag this on any further. Yeah, definitely. All right. So let's move to the playoffs. And before we get into the games, let's move into some, uh, Futures and conference champions, Super Bowl champions. Uh, let's start out with conference winners. You want to start out in the AFC. Do you have any bets you like in the AFC conference winner slate? Well, to be honest with you, I don't really know at this point. I think that the teams that are up there, there's at least two or three teams that I could definitely see winning it, you know, win that conference uh, for both the AFC and the NFC. I think that it's a pretty competitive uh, year as far as the top echelon teams are, con- are concerned. So do I have a favorite, M- you know, maybe there's a team that I like a little bit more, but if I had to choose right now, I would probably uh, choose Buffalo in the AFC. And uh, as far as the NFC is concerned, I'd probably uh, head towards the saints. Yeah. I had a couple, I, I don't advise betting on uh, conference winners outright just because there's actually better value if, I mean, if you aren't taking the Chiefs, I mean, if you're taking the Chiefs, that's fine. They'll be favored in every game. But uh, somebody like the Ravens, who I highlighted is probably the one I'd maybe put money on at plus 550. There's more value in taking them money line to win every game because uh, by the second and third game, they won't be a favored team. And uh, you'll be able to uh, make up that money by betting them every game instead of uh, just having them outright to win. But uh, I did highlight the Ravens at plus 550. Uh, I didn't love the Bills at plus 375 because, once again, once they play the Chiefs, they'll uh, most certainly be around two-to-one underdogs. So uh, you're just better off uh, betting uh, these teams every game. I guess if you're going to take a real, real long shot like the the Browns or the Colts, but um, I wouldn't – hold my breath on them winning the AFC and FC wise. The only one of value I saw anything in was the Rams at 14 to one, but uh, they have a tough matchup and uh, with uh, their quarterback situation, the way it is, 
uh, you would be better off betting them each game. But at 14 to one uh, with that defense, it, it's a pretty good price a, a, NFC wise. Uh, but uh, the others, Packers two to one, did not like. Bucks plus 360 is a terrible bet. Uh, you could maybe talk me into Seahawks at uh, four to one. Uh, we'll get to that later in the uh, sort of Super Bowl matchup of uh, futures. But uh, that's about all I had uh, conference wise. Maybe put a little on the Ravens. Uh, Rams line was pretty decent. I thought. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I just personally didn't feel comfortable enough with taking any of those at those type of odds. I, I think that the value you can find some value, but as competitive as both uh, conferences are, I just don't feel like the value outweighs the risk for, for me at least. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to some futures. Uh, I had a couple in the who will reach the final that I, I sort of like. Did you have any in the who will reach the final uh, ones that you liked? Uh, I, I didn't do the uh, who reaches the finals, but I, I just went straight into who wins the championship. Well, I uh, had a couple uh, that I looked at. Uh, Bill's, uh, Bill's Seahawks at 14-1 to seemed a pretty decent value. I, I thought there, there would be a chance there. You're getting pretty good odds, uh, especially if the Seahawks can uh, get past the Rams. I think they match up pretty well with uh, Green Bay and uh, Tampa Bay. I don't know how well they match up with the Saints, but um, I think there's decent value there, and uh, Buffalo's the hottest team in the league. And the other one I was looking at was the Ravens and the Seahawks at 30-1. to 1. Uh, Pretty long shot value there, but uh, uh, the Ravens are favored this week, so I really did like that. And the other thing I liked was um, AFC North versus NFC West uh, to play in the Super Bowl. You're getting really good value there uh, because there are three teams each in the playoffs, and uh, both of them on one side are matched up uh, on the uh, NFC side, Rams, Seahawks on the uh, AFC side, Steelers, uh, Browns. Uh, so you're guaranteed at least a team to make it to the second round uh, from there. So there is some value there, at least uh, I thought uh, if you were looking for a decent long shot. And uh, once you get further along in the playoffs and you have this bet, you can start to insure it uh, by making some money line bets there. Yeah. I mean, that definitely to me does sound like there's some value there. Uh, I like, uh, I like that pick you set. So I, I just, I don't know. You know me, I'm definitely more of a the cautious, uh, better uh, when it comes to the two of us. So, but I, I do like you, the points you made there. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, last thing before we get into the games, uh, Super Bowl winner. Did you like any of these odds on the Super Bowl winners or were you staying away? I mean, some of the odds are pretty good. I, I know that you're not huge on the Colts. You know, they've played pretty bad as of late but I think that at plus 4,000 to win the Super Bowl, I think there's some value there, uh, you know, especially if they decide to pick up their game, you know, back towards the, uh, that elite type of defense that we saw early on the season. Uh, I think there's some value there, but for me personally, uh, a safe bet, you know, that, you know, gives you value, but it's still more of a certainty. Uh, Buffalo at plus 700 and uh, the Saints at plus 750. I think there's decent enough value there to make something, um, and both of those teams are, are really hot right now. So I think that you you can definitely probably make some out of that. But overall, uh, I think that the top seven teams don't offer as good value as the bottom seven. Yeah, uh, I could see your point on the Colts, especially if they can uh, somehow uh, manage to get by this opening weekend. Uh, the matchup, I, I think, first Buffalo is really tough, but uh, 
the other ones, I think they match up uh, pretty well with the other teams. So uh, if they can somehow manage to get by Buffalo, I, I wouldn't mind that uh, 40 to one there. Uh, I also highlighted the Bills. I thought the Bills at plus 700 was a pretty good value. I didn't love the Saints at plus 750. I also highlighted the Ravens at 10 to 1. Uh, but uh, what I do with that would once again be uh, I'd money line bet them up into the point of the Super Bowl. And then you have that 10 to 1. You have them continuing to win money. And then you can uh, manage to insure it once you get to the Super Bowl because uh, the line will be uh, in and around, uh, you know, four to six points, no matter who's uh, playing in the Super Bowl there. But uh, those were the ones I highlighted. I also like the Seahawks 14 to 1. I, I thought that was my long shot value. If they can get past this matchup versus the Rams, you know it's going to be tough because it's a you know conference opponent. Um, judging by the line, uh, we'll get to that in a second. I'm assuming Goff's going out there because the line seems really low for uh, a guy who was uh, doing someone's taxes a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, so uh, that's what I had uh, Super Bowl winner wise. Yeah, I, I when I was well, we'll get into it in a little bit, but I agree with. Uh, Vegas probably has some inside information as far as uh, the health of uh, those Rams players. Uh, we did get news that Whitworth is uh, playing, so that helps a little bit. I also, don't think... Cooper got uh, greenlit too. Yes, uh, but I, I don't think that just those two guys alone are enough to to shift uh, the point differential that much. So also, maybe they know I a little something. Don't know how much uh, Cooper matters if you have a quarterback who can't throw the ball behind the center. And I think Brockers might even be a go. Uh, but we'll see. We'll get into it in a little bit. All right. So let's do get into the games. Uh, we're going to go through all these games. Uh, we will give our pick on these games, uh, but this isn't necessarily our betting pick. We're just going to give our pick and uh, see how we uh, preview these. And then we'll uh, see if we can find a couple mutuals that we both like. And then at the end, we'll make our actual picks uh, for the playoffs uh, this week. So let's start out. With the first game of the week, uh, we already touched on it a little bit. Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills minus six. This line sits uh, really – it tempts me Buffalo-wise. Uh, I know Indianapolis is really good. I really respect Indianapolis. But uh, Indianapolis going to Buffalo makes me very nervous. And uh, – more than anything, Philip Rivers going to Buffalo makes me really nervous. I'm curious of your take on this game. You know, I, I was, I don't know. I, I, when I looked at the line, it's that six and a half. That's what it's currently sitting at now. Um, a little, a little bloated for me. But when I sat back and I looked at, you know, the uh, the total rankings for both teams, the Colts came in at number ten in total offense and number eight in total defense. I know that over the last three weeks, they definitely haven't shown that. Uh, their last three opponents uh, was basically a win uh, against the Texans, a loss uh, at Pittsburgh, and then a win against Jacksonville. You know, both of those wins are against pretty poor teams. Uh, uh, for Buffalo side of the ball, they came in at number two on total offense and uh, number 14 on total defense with their last three being a win uh, at Miami, who had a really good stingy defense, and they put up 56 points on them. Uh, New England uh, team with coach Bell Belichick, who does a really good job at game planning against teams. That was a big win, 38 to nine. And then a win against Denver, uh, 48 to 19, another team that has shown uh, the potential to play really good defense at times. So, you know, at first I was a little concerned about it. 
Um, and I could definitely see the Colts maybe kind of slowing them down a little bit if they play the type of defense that we saw earlier on this season. But Buffalo's just hot, man. They're on fire. It's hard to really argue with, you know, a six and a, even a six and a half point spread. You know, I could definitely see them if they win this game by at least a touchdown. Uh, like I said, they've played against some tough defenses over the last three weeks and they still seem to put up big points. So, um, this is probably one of those that if you feel comfortable, if I was a Buffalo fan, I'd definitely jump in on this for, you know, one supporting my team. And then two, the possibility of making some money. Yeah. Uh, I just, I think uh, Indianapolis got the bad deal here in uh, playing a red hot uh, Buffalo bills team. Uh, offensively, they are clicking on all cylinders. And uh, I think that's Colts defense. Uh, the second half of the season has not been as great as it had been in the first half of the season. I think some injuries started to nick it up. Uh, I think their best chance would definitely be to control the game, uh, running the ball and trying to keep that Bills uh, offense off the field. Do you think the Buffalo Bills defense, uh, which in the first half of the season was really leaky, but uh, second half of the season, they looked pretty good. Can the Colts run the ball enough to keep this Bills offense off the field. See, that's the part that scares me, is that even though we saw that running game kind of get a little bit better, that team's main running attack is still going to be still going to consist with Josh Allen. Um, I think that he he's the reason they win games, you know, because he can put a big numbers through the air and he can put a big numbers on the ground also. So I don't know how confident I feel in Buffalo's rushing attack, but it's also hard to account uh, for a team's rushing attack when the quarterback is the biggest producer there. So, you know, um, this to me is, is one of those really uh, curious games. I personally wouldn't take any action on it. Uh, I'd be more excited to just sit back and watch the, uh, the outcome of this game. Yeah. All right. So uh, we said we'd make a pick on it. Uh, if I had to pick, I'm going Buffalo Bills minus six. Where are you sitting with this one? Yeah, I'm right there with you. If I had to pick, I'm definitely taking Buffalo, even at six and a half. I think that if uh, they continue on this trend they've been over the last three weeks, we could definitely see a big, big offensive game for them. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to the next game. Los Angeles Rams, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are three and a half point favorites. Uh, we talked about it a little. Uh, this line is sitting at three and a half, which tells me uh, Jared Goff is playing. Cause I, I think if Watford was playing, this would be a six. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, if uh, Watford is the quarterback and that sits at three and a half, I would definitely bet on the Seahawks, uh, even with this being a conference matchup. But uh, if golf is playing as much as we uh, give him crap, uh, then I become a little bit more leery of taking this. I think Seattle's in a better position here, but uh, I'm curious of your take. You know, as much as I try to not be biased it's really hard for me because I, I love my team regardless of how much, you know, poo-poo I give them throughout the season and their performance. But uh, when I looked at it this morning at three and a half, I started thinking to myself, there's definitely, you know, un something known by Vegas here. They, they probably know that golf is going to play. Cause I don't think, like I said, the addition of cup and, uh, and Whitworth would swing the line that far down. If golf is playing, I feel a little bit more confident taking the Rams, especially when you're getting points. Uh, but until I know for sure, I'd probably stay away from it. Uh, it's just, you know, the Rams, 
they ended up with the uh, the number 11 total offense uh, in the NFL, and they ended up uh, number one in total defense. So we know that they have a really good defense already. That's There's no question about that. I don't think anyone would argue that. When it comes to the Rams, it's really about that offense and you know whether Jared Goff can keep them going or not. Um, for the Seahawks side of the ball, they ended up uh, number 17th on total offense and number 22 for total defense. Now, I know that over the last three weeks, I've definitely played uh, a bit more Seattle-ish style defense, uh, a little stingier, a little more aggressive. Uh, so I don't look at the total stats and, you know, take too much from it. But I, I you know, you know, I, I'm just going to be biased. I think that the Rams defense can do enough to to keep this one close and getting points. I, I like the Rams. Yeah, a uh, couple things I'd like to know before I, I really would uh, bet on this game. One, uh, Cam Akers' health. Uh, we saw him last week. He, he played, and he was not healthy. Uh, it would have been better if a human being had been walking, uh, essentially, uh, to the uh, holes that the line was giving. So uh, I want to know how healthy Cam Akers is uh, because that would be a really, really important factor because I just – even with golf, if they don't have the running game, and I don't think they have the running game uh, with Malcolm Brown back there, he's a good third down back. He's a good, you know, situational back. But uh, I just, I want to know how healthy uh, Cam Akers was before I I went with uh, St. Louis. And I just. You mean LA. LA, (laughs) St. Louis, geez. It's the colors. The colors are throwing you off. We're we're dating myself. Uh, But I, I would take Los Angeles right now if golf and acres were healthy uh, one because uh, three and a half in a game played in the playoffs in the division. I also Seattle has gone back to that style. Well, where they will play a tight game till the very end. And honestly, the Rams, the last uh, four to five weeks have only played tight games where uh, situational stuff matters in the uh, last remaining minutes of that fourth quarter but uh if you're giving me Watford I I would jump all over Seattle the second that was named before this line jumps up yeah I definitely see where you're coming from um as a Ram fan I either I'm taking action on my Rams or I'm not uh for anyone else out there the exact same thing you said if golf is here then maybe I consider putting a little bit of action on the Rams uh I wouldn't blame you if even with golf playing you still took the Seahawks because uh, they've been playing pretty good over the last few weeks. So either way, I, I think that this is more of a, of a toss-up uh, than some of the other games. Uh, it's hard to really predict what type of offense for the Rams is going to show up and whether the Seahawks defense can keep up the play they've been playing over the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, definitely. Okay, we'll move on to the last game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Washington football team, uh, Tampa Bay is eight and a half point road favorites. I like Washington spread wise here. I, I don't like them to win this game. Uh, I don't think they'll be able to have the offense, but once again, uh, we're starting to get word that, uh, it might be Heineke who's playing quarterback. I don't know how healthy Alex Smith is, or maybe they do the, uh, Willis raid thing in there and, uh, put Alex Smith in for a series or two and then go to Heineke trying to spark this team. But, uh, matchup wise here, this, uh, front line for the Washington football team, I think can give, uh, some problems to 
Tom Brady. Now, uh, if Bruce Arians is willing to run the ball and uh, just control this game by running the ball, uh, they probably will blow uh, Washington out. But uh, a part of me thinks uh, he wants to try to air it out and blow this team out. And I think that's less let's chase young and the boys uh, get to him. And uh, then Brady starts to get those happy feet. And uh, we start getting those uh, quick grounders right to the line of scrimmage here. So uh, eight and a half points, I think is a lot of points uh, as a favorite on the road in a playoff game, no matter how bad uh, the Washington football team is. Uh, we've seen these seven and nine teams uh, who get these home games, uh, you know, be a little tougher than they, uh, you know, they were in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think that this is probably one of the more bloated lines uh, for this wild card round. Um, part of that has to be the fact that when you look at the Bucks numbers, uh, they're really inflated, and a lot of it has to do because, like you mentioned, over the last few weeks, they seem to be padding their stats, uh, especially against those really bad teams. The Bucks' last three games uh, is a win at Atlanta, thirty-one to twenty-seven, a win at Detroit, forty-seven to seven, and then another win versus Atlanta. Uh, 44 to 27. And in those games, you definitely saw a lot of stat padding. Uh, it's one of the reasons why the Bucks ended up with number seven total offense and the uh, number six total defense. The defense is the one that really uh, kind of struck me as a surprise. Uh, I don't remember them playing really lockdown defense, but apparently they've been doing a good enough job to get themselves in within the top 10. That's the part that scares me is, will that top 10 defense show up against that 30th ranked total offense uh, in Washington. And if that's the case, and this could definitely be a blowout. Uh, I know the spread's really high, but I, I have a little bit more faith in Washington's defense showing up and at least keeping it someone close than I do in Washington offense, putting up enough points to keep it close. So uh, to me, this is probably one of those games that I'm staying away from just because that line, I feel like it's too bloated, even though I could definitely see the scenario where they cover that. Yeah. Uh, the defense has actually been uh Tampa Bay's biggest strength. I, I know they never get any press, but uh, their front line has been really good. Now it dropped off a, a little bit when uh, Vita Vea went out, but they they've still been pretty solid. Uh, their secondary has been a little weak, but uh, that that's the problem is uh, Washington can't really take uh, real advantage of that. Uh they're going to have to try to run the ball. Uh, Tampa Bay has been a really tough uh, team to run the ball against. So uh, it's, a you know, uh, offensively, I, I think it would be a struggle for uh, Washington to get to 14 points here in, unless Taylor Heineke turns out to be the uh, greatest single quarterback of all time. But um, I still like this eight and a half. I, I think this will be a, at least a tight game through a, a three quarters as a, Washington's defense tries to hold on here. Well, you've definitely been a more of a Washington lover than I have this season. Uh, and really quick before we move on, our colleague uh, Dynamite David uh, in the comment section uh, saying he likes the money line for for Washington. That's probably, I mean, for that Bucks washington game, that's probably, uh, it, it probably sounds like a smart decision. Uh, oh, and really quick, uh, just a shout out to Dynamite for providing this awesome Rams helmet here. Well, uh, I, I've been trying to talk myself into it all uh, week long, taking Washington money line, and uh, I just can't do it because I, I can't. They need at least 24 points, and um, I, I struggle to rack my brain at how uh, Washington can get to uh, 24 points here. Listen, even even uh, Wifey, you know, former Tom Brady supporter, thinks that Washington can upset 
uh, Tampa Bay in this one. And uh, even our colleague Dynamite, he thinks that um, the last two times, he said the last two times that a losing record team hosted a playoff game, they ended up winning and he thinks that trend will continue. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. And uh, hopefully you're right. Cause uh, we might be taking a little action on this. And if we, if it falls short, uh, I'm blaming it on you dynamite. Yeah. Uh, one of those teams was that Seattle team that ended up winning the super bowl the next year and was loaded. I, I'm Boy, not they seven and nine. Yes. That uh, one where uh, Marshawn Lynch caused the earthquake. They beat the saints team. Oh yeah, that's probably one of the greatest uh, Super Bowl moments, or not Super Bowl playoff moments in the history. Uh, I can still remember it almost happening uh, as if it was happening right now. Yeah. All right. So let's move to Sunday slate, and actually, probably the best game on uh, the playoff uh, list here. Uh, why it's not uh, the night game? I I don't know why we're getting Cleveland Browns Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, Baltimore Ravens, Tennessee Titans, really fascinated with how this game's going to play out. Uh, Little shocked by the line here, uh, minus three and a half for Baltimore. I definitely, uh, first glance, lean uh, Tennessee here, even as hot as Baltimore's been. Uh, I'm curious about your thoughts on this. You know, prior to sitting down and really looking at everything as a whole, I was definitely leaning more towards the Ravens. I, I just, based off what I saw on the field, I felt like they were one of the hotter teams going into the playoffs. When I sat down and really started analyzing everything, uh, you know, the Ravens ended up with the uh, 19th total offense, uh, number seven in total defense. Their last three games, uh, you know, was a win against Jacksonville, 40 to 14, um, a win against the Giants, 27 to 13. And then they traveled to Cincinnati where they won 38 to three. Yeah, they, they seem like really good performances, but when you take into account the teams, Three pretty bad teams, you know, other than the Giants, they have an okay defense, but all three of those teams are pretty bad. Uh, whereas in, uh, you know, Tennessee, even though they ended up with the uh, 28th uh, total defense, they do come in here with the, uh, the number three total offense. Uh, and their last three games were uh, winning at Detroit 46 to 25, sorry, versus Detroit 46 to 25, uh, a, a loss at Green Bay, which you can't really fault them for. Green Bay's on fire right now. But uh, that was a big defensive blunder for, by them. And then the, uh, the win uh, versus a different uh, divisional opponent with Houston, which was a 41-38 victory. Maybe not, you know, the, the best uh, type of wins on paper. But I don't know. I, I still think that Tennessee probably has a more well-rounded uh, offense. I, as I much thought you as, were going to say defense there for a second. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, listen, if, if I could, if I could trade that defense away for any defense, I'd, I'd, I'd give them a better shot at winning the Super Bowl. But no, but that offense is really scary. They have some big weapons at wide receiver. Obviously, they have one of the best running backs in the NFL. Uh, so, can Baltimore keep up that offensive type uh, uh, game game style they've been playing? Maybe they can a little bit, but. Will it be enough to to keep up with this high powered offense? And at getting three and a half points, I, I kind of like the Titans in this one. Yeah, I like the Ravens overall as a whole in the playoffs, but uh, this game uh, with these points, I, I just I don't like uh, them favored by three and a half points. I I think these two teams are really really tight, and uh, this will be a real real interesting uh, type game, clash and styles of. I guess if Baltimore could take advantage of, uh, you know, the Titans poor pass defense, um, 
then I could see Baltimore running away with that. But uh, I don't see Baltimore being able to take advantage of uh, Tennessee's poor pass defense. So uh, then it just becomes a sort of who makes a a bad uh, mistake here or there. Is it Tannehill? Is it Jackson? Who wins that turnover battle? Because I think that'll be really the key thing who gets some uh, cheap points uh, somewhere in this game and finds them. So uh, pick wise, I, I think I, if you were forcing me to take some of that, I think I'd take Tennessee Titans plus three and a half all day long here. Yeah, I agree with you. Even though both teams have a really good rushing attack uh, when it comes to the passing attack, I definitely have a lot more confidence on the weapons for Tennessee. And uh, this just breaking in from the uh, dynamite sports bureau stats and info department uh, apparently Tannehill has as many rushing touchdowns as Lamar Jackson. So, you know, you can account for that and take that as you will. Uh, but I definitely like Tennessee in this one. Well, okay. Uh, we'll see, uh, which one's the better rushing quarterback. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I said rushing touchdown, not rushing yards. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. We'll move on after, uh, those fake stats are, uh, charted, uh, to me, uh, Chicago bears, <laughs> new Orleans saints, uh, new Orleans saints minus 10. This is a very, very large spread. Uh, the bears are not a very good team, but, uh, I just don't know if the saints can win by 10 versus anybody right now. They, they look a little mismatched. Um, I don't know what sort of health Kamara's in. He's going to play, quote unquote, though he was in a virtual meeting today preparing. I don't know quite how a running back virtually prepares uh, for a game, but uh, it just seems like a lot of points here. Yeah, I mean, t- 10 points, that's what you got it at, right? I have it at 10. Uh, I'm looking at it now. I'm at MGM. I mean, I pro- yeah, that's what I got it. It was a 10. Yeah. Listen, the Bears. I feel like I, I have to give them some respect Pitch in you know. the playoffs, baby. <laughs> Listen, they, they're in the playoffs. They got in, you know, even with all these other teams in the NFC that we thought could definitely sneak in past them, they're in there, you know, and a lot of it has to do because over the last five, six weeks or so, they've been putting a big offensive numbers. Now that didn't really work when they went up against green Bay, green Bay kind of completely shut that offense down. You mean but, the game that mattered? Yeah. Yeah. But hey, listen, they're still in it. So, you know, it didn't matter that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, they they definitely shown, you know, a little trend as far as uh, putting up big offensive numbers. So, uh, you know, it just that defense isn't what we normally, you know, normally expect from a Chicago Bears defense to be. So I don't know, even though we have all these question marks with the Saints, we've had them all season long, whether it be who's going to play a wide receiver, uh, who's going to play a quarterback. And yet time and time again, they've been producing and putting up big numbers and getting wins. So even at minus 10, I know that it's big. I saw, I wouldn't definitely bet on it, but if I had to pick one, if you made me choose one, I'm, I'm still going with the saints. I, I think that they've been the most consistent team uh, in these playoffs, especially when you consider like all the unknown factors, whether it be quarterback, wide receiver, running backs, defense doesn't matter and let's not forget that new orleans definitely played some top five style defense as uh, we got closer to the end of the season so maybe they can keep that up again and if they do then i think they're gonna be really tough to beat yeah uh i get i could definitely see uh this saints defense uh completely shutting the bears down and the bears defense uh technically speaking has not been uh 
as good as you think it would have been uh, if you look at that roster. So I, I guess I could see where the Saints get up on them. And uh, once they get up on them, uh, the Bears really have no way of coming back. But I think if they can, I don't know, stay semi-close, uh, maybe run the ball. I say that, and then the Saints have probably the best rush defense in the NFL, so they might struggle doing that. And I I just – I don't want to take a, a team minus 10 in a playoff game. I don't care how bad the mismatch is. But uh, I, I could definitely see where the Saints run away with this, but I, I think the Bears can at least make this uncomfortable. I don't know how much the Saints are really going to run want to run this score up. I, I – also feel like uh, the Saints get up, uh, put this thing away, and just uh, try to play for next week. Uh, their goals are to try to win a Super Bowl, not uh, beat the Bears, but in the, uh, in the first round game. of the playoffs. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Like I said, I, I don't want any action in this game. That line is way too uh, too big for me. But if I had to choose, it's hard for me to go against the Saints, man. They've, they've you know, put winning uh, – on the map this season for new Orleans. And, and they, that's basically what they've done all season long. So at 10, I'm not taking any action on it though. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I go bears, but uh, I, I definitely wouldn't uh, bet on it. Uh, just for our, our stat friends out there, uh, Cam Newton had 12 rushing touchdowns. So uh, by uh, our man, dynamite David's theory, he, he likes the rushing touchdown quarterbacks. Maybe he'd like to uh, trade Ryan Tannehill out for Cam Newton if he's really big on rushing touchdowns by QBs. Or better yet, I got an even better idea. Cut Tannehill, sign Cam Newton, and then Tannehill can come to LA and play for the Rams. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to our next game. Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh is six and a half point favorites. Um, I'm all over this. I, uh, I'm taking the Steelers and running with it. Uh, there's always one game in the playoffs that's like a huge blowout. Uh, this is the one I think is going to be a huge blowout. See, I, I, I kind of felt that way uh, after the regular season ended and we you know, kind of got a glimpse of these two teams going at it with implications on the line. Uh, for Cleveland, they really needed to win that game. You know, They needed to win to make sure they got into the playoffs. And the Steelers had nothing to play for. So they basically played their entire practice squad. And it was a tight, competitive game. Uh, the offense for Cleveland didn't look good. Now, we don't know if they're saving their run-first attack-style offense for the playoffs, because they very well could be. And if they do, then they're going to be a very dangerous team offensively. Now, both offensively and defensively, they're kind of middle of the pack. I believe they ended up uh, 16th for total offense. Well, and, uh, I don't know, but uh, Ronnie Harrison tested positive for COVID today. Yeah. Uh, the starting safety. So he's out for Cleveland. Yeah. See, I mean, that really plays a factor into it because they weren't that great to begin with, you know, for defense. I think they ended up 17th total defense as it is. So uh, they're definitely susceptible, you know, in certain games. I just feel like if, if they come out and they run the ball, they, they can keep it close enough. You know, um, the Steelers, even though they had that really good run, they had uh, that incredible streak where they hadn't lost a game, they're still number 25th in total offense. You know, so they're definitely struggling offensively. It's that defense that's kept them in games. Uh, they're number three in total defense. So if that defense can come out and dominate that offense, especially with all their starters back this time, I could definitely see this being one of those blowouts. Um, I don't think this is going to be the biggest blowout of the season of this particular round, 
but I definitely feel like the Steelers are going to win this one and they probably win by, you know, at least 10 points. So I'm definitely like uh, hopping on the Steelers for this game. The other thing that makes me think this will be a big blowout. Uh, they played in week six, uh, Steelers won 38 seven and uh, the Browns were much, much healthier than they also had their head coach in that game. Uh, they will not have their head coach in this one. I just think uh, the Browns got what they wanted. They got in the playoffs and uh I think they'll just capitulate here and uh, lay down. Steelers uh, will run away with this uh, puppy at minus six. I, I Of the games on the playoffs that I really like, uh, this is the one I, I probably like the best. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Betting this wise, is the one. Not yeah. to watch. <laughs> no, no, definitely. I, I agree. I don't understand why it's the primetime game for Sunday night, but uh, that's neither here nor there. I, I still be happy uh, we didn't get another Tampa Bay game. I figured they'd make them play twice, so we got them two nights in a row. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, I'll count my blessings and move on. But uh, I do like the Steelers in this one. Thanks for the Washington football team on uh, two night games in a row. That's just what we need. Oh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Big Bucks game versus Washington. All right. So uh, any mutuals here? Uh, I The ones I like the best are uh, Steelers and um, probably uh, Washington football team. Any others you like uh, a whole lot that you'd be willing to mutual up on? I, I really like the Steelers. I think that uh, that's definitely mutual for us. Um, I I don't know. I'm not as big on Washington. I don't think I I don't know what they're putting out there offensively. If I knew yeah, that I, Alex Smith was healthy and good to go, I'd definitely feel more comfortable that way. But well, why don't you go give him your leg? He might be a little uh, shorter, at least on one side, but. Uh, he could probably he could probably put it to better use than what I'm currently doing because uh, I'm not doing much today. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think that for mutuals, I think that the Steelers and Browns are probably going to be it. All right. So our mutuals is the Pittsburgh Steelers minus six. This is what you come for: the hot action, one game of the six <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah, there's only six to choose from. You can't really put you hold that against us. All right, before we get into our picks, we'll recap our finals on the year. All right, so guess what? On the mutuals in the Ringer FanDuel, in week 17, we went 4-1, and one, and really, we went 5-0 and oh because our loan loss was a Jacksonville plus 13 and a half, and if you got it on Sunday, uh, it was 15, and they covered that. So we went 4-1 and one on our mutuals on week 17. Giants plus 2.5 winner, Jaguars plus 13 and a half loser. Uh, Texans plus 7.5 winner, Broncos plus 2.5 winner, Washington a minus half winner four and one so overall 48 and 38 on our mutuals pretty good huh yeah that's not bad i like it all right so we'll go to you you had a two and one week you finished up two and one kept yourself above 500 as you crashed to earth the last couple weeks but uh you bounced back in week 17 uh you lost the Giants-Cowboys. Uh, it probably is fitting that uh, the last week of the season uh, you die with the Dallas Cowboys as your lone loss on the week. After I said I would never take them again. <laughs> uh, Chargers minus three and a half was a winner versus the Chiefs. And uh, you had the Broncos plus two and a half, which was a winner. Final record, 44, 39, and three. So a uh, pretty good uh, overall record. You were much better in the uh, first uh probably 12 weeks that last uh, four weeks really uh, hurt you. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, but either way, if you went with my picks all season long, you've got a little extra cash in the bank. So yeah, that's true. All right. I finished up three and zero on week 17 giants winner, Steelers winner, Broncos winner, Overall, 51, 40, and 1. So I had a good closed. Yeah, you did. You know, you, season. you started off slow. You started off really hot in your college games. I was listening to your yes. uh, football time podcast with uh, Dynamite Dave. Where you do yeah, college I went picks. reverse. <laughs> yeah, you started off kind of cold here. You were really hot there. And then you slowed down over there and you really picked it up here. Uh, it, it was a little concerning for me as I watched you slowly inch your way back, uh, getting close to that uh, to that lead. Yeah, probably because the college season was a disaster and I spent more time watching NFL games by uh, week eight. That was my downfall. All right. So those are our recaps on the year. All right. So our individual playoff picks for this week. You have any picks for us? Oh, gosh. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I'm probably going to take. Uh, I don't want to take three, but I think I'm going to take three. Uh, I am going to take the Steelers, obviously, at minus six. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams at minus at plus three and a half. And I am going to take the Titans at plus three and a half. Oh, my. All right. I have three picks as well. Uh, the Steelers at minus six, of course. The Washington football team at plus eight and a half. And my last one, the Los Angeles Rams, St. Louis Seahawks, under 42 and a half. <laughs> Uh, hold on, hold on. I got I just, you know, I know we're live, but you said the LA Rams and the St. Louis Seahawks. Is that what you said? I don't know. I, I'm getting loopy. <laughs> I, I think you might have Carabas earlier today. It's welding into my brain. Listen, that's fine. Send him St. Louis. I don't want to play the Seattle Seahawks anymore. We might have a better shot going up against the uh, St. Louis Seahawks. <laughs> so Rams, Seahawks, under 42 and a half. Washington football team, eight and a half, and the Pittsburgh Steelers minus six are my three NFL playoff picks. I like those, man, especially that Ram one. I, I didn't think about any over-unders uh, with such little games, but that's actually a really good one. Yeah, uh, it's the playoffs. Everyone ride unders. Uh, they always go under. Oh, yeah. Especially with bad weather. Now, really quick, before we move on to anything else, um, do you happen to have any Super Bowl prop bets? No Super Bowl prop bet yet. Uh, we'll get into that Super Bowl probably week, maybe the week before. I don't know. But uh, other than the uh, futures I, I liked, uh, that was about it. What do you have? Do you have anything? Uh, no, I, I, honestly, I, I wanted to pick your brain at it because between the two of us, you're definitely the uh, the master when it comes to prop bets. No, mm -hmm. uh, Super Bowl week, I think we'll have a special show with uh, – a billion prop bets. Uh, no one's ever seen me uh, in this uh, realm bet on Super Bowl prop bets, but uh, I usually pick about uh, 200 different things on Super Bowl prop bets. So uh, I end up betting more on uh, my prop bets than I do the actual game. But uh, we might even bring the Dynamite David in here to do a prop bet show on the Super Bowl for us. Oh, yeah, dude, that that sounds like it'll be a blast, uh, the three of us. Uh, we've done a few shows before uh, basketball ones together, and uh, they always seem to flow really well and uh, kind of like having the three of us on there. But uh, I'm definitely going to be uh, staying tuned and picking your brain for those prop bets. Uh, you and my wife, because she's actually, you might be the king of prop bets, but I think she might be the queen of them too. Cause, well, uh, maybe we'll have to get her on for the Super Bowl prop Oh, bet. don't get her started, man. She, she loves her prop bets. 
you know she'll love to bet over under national anthem <laughs> and i think she's already got her coin flip uh bet in already so we'll see how that goes all right that's our show follow all our shows on greenlightnetwork.org follow us on facebook and uh like us be sure to follow me gln champ 5 on twitter and instagram where can we find you achilles uh, you can find me on Twitter at TD Achilles. You can find me on YouTube at That Dude Achilles. And you can also find me on Facebook as Achilles Ray. All right, that's our show, and we're out.